1: Knight's Order is going to try and break their hearts in the Lexus Melbourne Cup at the 450 led by two-legged Smoke and Romans. Here's Dover Legend presenting and Gold Trip down the outside. Emissary is behind those. Gold Trip moves up, takes the lead from Dover Legend. 250 metres to go. Emissary running on. Gold Trip 150 metres to go, wondering about, getting tired. Emissary is trying very, very hard, but Gold Trip is brave. 100 to go half the Gold Trip going to win the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Gold Trip wins it in a real contest for the ages. And he'll try it, do it again on Tuesday. If you are just joining us through local radio in South Australia, welcome along. Quentin Hull in the chair for Summer Grandstand on this Sunday of sports. If you're just getting. Uh, ready on this Sunday, hearing the news of the Aussies with a big victory over England in the World Cup. 33-1s was the margin there as Australia scored 286 and England bowled out for 253. But we thought with uh, South Australia joining us, we'd uh, rejoin one of uh, her favourite daughters who was at Derby Day yesterday with me. She's raced back home and she's been thoroughly going through the 24 runners for the 2023 instalment of the Melbourne Cup. Claire? Great to have a chat to you, Claire Lindop, and nice to hear that you got home safely, although you've been busy with the form since I last saw you at Flemington yesterday. How are you?
0: Hi, Quentin. Very well, thank you. Yeah, loved being at Derby Day at Flemington. Getting stuck into the Melbourne Cup form, the barrier draw last night, um, has probably made a little bit of a difference for some of my picks, uh, with obviously... The, the the market shows Vauban, the international runner from William Mullins and Ryan Moore, uh, one of the, probably the world's best jockeys, just won the Breeders' Cup in America as well coming in and it's a favourite. It's drawn barrier three, which is actually my favourite ever barrier. So <laughs> it gives jockeys that chance to sort of... To take it up a little bit closer, and to do no work, um, and if you want to relax, you can relax without having to get across. So, uh, barriers do play a part in this big, you know, thirty-two hundred meter race of the Melbourne Cup.
1: Yeah, and uh, a number of the fancied runners actually drew pretty well. well. We'll go through the majority of the field. We'll hear from Kieran Maher, who's got a very strong hand. He's got five starters. Uh, Willie Mullins has now arrived in Australia. The the trainer of favourite. He's got uh, another runner in the race as well, Absurd, who's uh, considered by many as being a chance. And, boy, aren't the Irish hoping that uh, on the 30th anniversary of a vintage crop that maybe they could take the Melbourne Cup back to Ireland again. And um, a little bit of concern this morning. uh, Damien Oliver, as we've been speaking about, this is his last Melbourne Spring Carnival. And there's a a hoof complaint for Alan Kerr, the Michael Moroni trained 6 six-year-old gelding who is Ollie's mount for his last Melbourne Cup. Um, There'll be the the regular vet inspections to come before we get to Tuesday's race. But uh, I I know, speaking to you yesterday, Claire, you've got a really strong relationship with Damien Oliver. He is one of the icons of the turf in this country. But isn't that the story of racing, that, you, you know, here he is and he might not even get a ride on Tuesday?
0: He's certainly going to be the sentimental um, jockey to back in the Melbourne Cup. But, yeah, I, we obviously don't know if that's official yet. Just heard that he's reported that Alan Kerr has a stone bruise and they will put a hoof compress on that. And, obviously, the racing Victoria Stewards and vets will be inspecting him. Um, probably wait to hear some more official word about that. Um, but I guess without a fight prior to the Caulfield Cup win was scrutinised by the vet the day before and was cleared start. So I think sometimes... Um, Um, You know, I guess what I'm saying to people listening out there is just be careful with sort of thinking. Oh, I can't win if it's had a little bit of an issue because, um, with you know everything that we do, to be so diligent with our horses. Uh, you know, they can come good straight away and this horse is getting up to two miles might have a couple little niggles, um, but on the game day, we make sure they're 100% they can be. And us, you know, our veterinary team are incredibly scrutinising all these animals too. So if he takes his place in the field, it would be great to see Damien Oliver, uh, yeah, have a really good ride. And um, gee, he rode, rode Flemington sensationally yesterday. So it'd be great to see him have some other good rides during the four days of Flemington.
1: Yeah, You rode in the Cup three times, Claire. What's it like to know that you're involved in the uh, the biggest four minutes that the sport's got in this country?
0: Yeah, absolutely unbelievably. I mean, this is for jockeys. We're watching the race every year. You're growing up um, as a school kid in Australia, you're listening to the... The race on the um, you know the school PA system. We used to break up at Victoria a little bit so it, earlier. This is country Victoria without a public holiday, um, just so we could sit in the assembly and listen to the race call. And you do a class sweep, and I still think it's got that bit of aura about it. The Melbourne Cup, and it being a handicap, it's a true Aussie race, isn't it? Because you know you can scrape in with a lightweight, and you can beat you know some of the best bred horses, or the you know I guess you know the international raiders with um, you know really prestigious owners, you can get into the race as a bit of a lightweight hope. And that's, I guess, my experience. I've been fortunate to be a lightweight jockey. And, you know, we talked about 2003 riding the Melbourne Cup uh, aboard Debon, trained by Lermont Donald here from South Australia. Getting into the race itself just changed my career overnight. And I was lucky enough to ride it again in 2007 for... Terry O'Sullivan and his daughter, um, Karina O'Sullivan, who were a trainer pair. And that was on Dolphin Joe and he ran fifth. So I got to salute the judge, as we call it. And of course, 2008, um, uh, the big year for me when I got to ride for Bart Cummings. I rode a horse called Mowatais, uh, who finished sixth position. Uh, and of course, Bart Cummings had won the race that year with Viewed, So uh, to be part of his team on the day was unbelievable. But yeah, those two mile races are incredible to ride as a rider. Um, would you like me to take you through sitting in the barriers as a jockey's perspective. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) I guess that's the big, big part, of course. It's actually interesting seeing Gold Trip drawing Barrier 2 with James MacDonald and right next to Vauban with Ryan Moore Barrier 3. So I guess as jockeys sometimes, you know, you don't like to show your hand too much in the barriers. Uh, you're kind of keeping it cool. But to load 24 horses into the race um, takes a couple of minutes. So some horses are going to be sitting in there for a little while before the start. So you're trying to keep your horse calm. And, of course, you can hear the crowd sort of surging. You've got the helicopters up in the air making all that noise. You've got, you know, people yelling out, you know, Oliver in seven, bring him in. You know, people yelling out all these sort of instructions coming up and, uh, you know, horses rocking the barriers. And although they're padded, they still start to get a little bit of rock around them. And there's um, once they're all loaded, you hear the all clear from behind and the starter presses that button and gates fly back and horses sort of naturally jump. And it really is um, going past the winning post that first time, down that sort of, you know, long straight up Flemington. The horses are um, jostling, the crowd's roaring, and that's when, you know, horses can be really over racing and overreacting to that kind of atmosphere. And it's just incredible feeling. And, you know, fortunately enough, um, I've drawn pretty well in the Melbourne Cup rides. I've always managed to get across the fence or one off the fence and leaving the home straight is when everyone tries to take that collective breath and get your horse back into a rhythm and relax because the whole point of these staying tests for our horses is who's going to be able to relax uh, and, and cope with that pressure early, relax halfway through the race and then still have a turn of foot as we talk about in, in Australian racing at the finish of our races. And, uh, yet, yeah, coming around the home turn, I think particularly Particularly on Dolphin Joe, uh, that was the year that we had the um, Irish horses get out and get going really quickly in the race. And I think the O'Brien felt,
1: pair, they yes. tried to, to run it their way and steal it, and they got in a lot of trouble for that.
0: And I was actually thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm travelling better than the horses. You can tell as a a rider what horses are coming back towards you, as we call it, and then you can hear the challenges coming. And I actually really thought, I'm a chance here, and that was the most exciting thrill ever. Uh, Yeah, so running fifth in Melbourne Cup is a very precious memory, to be honest. Well, won a couple of checks in the Melbourne Cup. Well done, Claire Lindop.
1: Great stuff. I can hear the passion and and the the visualisation of that, Claire, beautifully told. Um, Let's get into this year's field, and we're going to start with the... Number one saddlecloth. It's great that we've got a horse in form. That has won the Melbourne Cup last year. Got a lot of weight, gold trip. Uh, James McDonald's in the saddle. Will carry 58 and a half. Uh, As we know, there's only a select group that have been able to go back to back in the Melbourne Cup. But th- this is a horse that's been in outstanding form. Won the Turnbull at Flemington in great style. Really good runs in the Caulfield Cup and the Mooney Valley Cox Plate as well. He's one of five starters for the Kieran Maher-Dave Eustace stable. And I was able to chat... with with Kieran Ma at the uh, barrier draw last night.
2: Uh, I think he's in fantastic
1: order. Uh, his perhaps going gone to plan. Uh, he's in better order than last year and uh, couldn't be happier uh, leading into the Cup. You've got a strong hand. Um, is he your best of them? I mean, we, we'll go through them all, but um, you, must have, you must have been delighted and also very busy to, to have all these runners.
2: Yeah, I am delighted. The team have done a fantastic job. Um, there's a, a lot of owners and connections that have been um, put a lot of time. Two of my horses, uh, one's had a thousand days rehab to get back to racing. Another one's had two years off. Um, but yeah, uh, at this stage, you know, there's still there's still a bit to happen before Tuesday. But um, couldn't be happier. Uh, Gold Trip's the best of them He's the best horse That's is, a, is, is weight a,
1: the only thing getting in his
2: way? It's a handicap So he's the best horse But he, he's got a hefty weight because of that um, And as we've seen time and time again That has an impact um, So, you know, horses like Future History Down on the minimum he's had a brilliant prep uh, Ash Run He's ran well in the Melbourne Cup before um uh had an ideal prep for it uh down in the weights right you are was super in the Caulfield Cup and um Interpretation was the one I missed yeah uh, Interpretation he, he was he was great he only narrowly won the Bendigo Cup the other day and um uh came through that race last year and narrowly, narrowly won that race and then ran third in the Melbourne Cup. So, yeah, uh, like I can make a case for each and every one of them, um, uh, given weight, distance, trip, but uh, they've all had very solid preparations. They're all ready to peak, and
1: uh, I think the team have done a great job and hope for a bit of luck here. So, what does the next couple of days look like around your stables and, and these horses? Um, well, yeah, most of the work's done. Um, we'll,
2: we'll be working them tomorrow morning, the next day, and and Tuesday morning as well. And um, you know, it's basically like a, a footy team that's. Uh, ran last week and they're running the following and they uh, played last week and they're playing again the following um, you know it's all just about keeping them happy and, and um, making sure they're happy,
1: healthy and, and uh, moving well Everyone's talking about uh, Vauban, is that the one that uh, you've got your eye on as the main danger or, have you, or are there others? No, I haven't got the eye on Vauban, I've got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got the
2: eye on my horse's um, you know, it's a strong race. You can make a case for quite a few of them, um, but uh, yeah, my eyes are
1: firmly on on our own team. And I spoke to you before Caulfield Cup Day. You said that Gold Trips come back better this time. I mean, after seeing him running the Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate, I, I doubt your mind's changed. Um, it'll be something special. Yeah, not at all. I've, I've grown in
2: confidence since the Caulfield Cup. Um, yeah, just yeah. I think the horses. Uh, as good as I've had him, and um, he's got a bit of weight, but he's very good
1: horse. Kieran Marr, uh, Archer. I love that
0: answer. <laughs> Am I looking at Vobed? No, I'm worried about my own. Yeah, <laughs> That's a Quentin, great answer.
1: Quentin Hull and Claire up with you. Archer, Peter Pan, Rain Lover, Think Big, and, of course, MacGybie Diva, 58 and a half. But it's it's drawn barrier to... Um, Boy, it's it's been impressive. Like right, you are finished fifth in the Caulfield Cup. Ash Run comes in off second in, at Geelong, uh, and even the, the lightweight chances. Uh, Future History won the Buck Cummings at the Cup at, at the at the Course and in Interpretation. Uh, a recent winner in Bendigo. Five starters for for Mara and Eustace, but it's impossible, Claire, not to uh, to think. I mean, very famously, if if you, I love that movie, file apograt the the great horse of the 19. 19- Late 1920s and early 30s. Weight can stop a train. 58.5, Claire. 58 it's and a half. only
0: a kilo more than he carried last year, but it will have to be an outstanding effort from Gold Trip. We have talked about, I've heard Kieran talk about before in the media, he's also a horse, um, not a gelding, um, and that may have some, so give him a little bit more, um, you know. Um, I guess I'm thinking about the fact that they, that's why they've also backed him up. He seems to really pull up well. He's a bull. He's big. Can he handle the weight? I mean, that's, to me, he's the pick of Kieran's. And I'm probably, uh, Kieran and David Eustace's, I'm probably going to be with him right there up in my top three. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention that I'm glad Kieran gave a little, uh, said how well it's going, is number 21, future history. He is to be ridden by Holly Doyle, who is a champion uh, female jockey out of out of, um England. Uh, She's actually had eight Group Ones to her belt. She's ridden in Japan. She's ridden in Hong Kong. Um, Her record of of 151 winners in a year surpasses, um, you know, many. Uh, Yes, so she's going to be. She's an incredible rider, and just it'll be her first rides here um, at Flemington. She does have a couple of rides prior to the Cup as well. So that she gets, gets you know, a bit of a look around the track. She's riding in sort of uh, race five and race six, so she'll get a bit of a look around the track. And I guess some of these international riders do come out and find it a little bit difficult to ride in the way we ride quite tight here in Australia. So we'll see how she adapts and, and how she goes. But I think that it's probably in my uh, multiples as well, uh, future history as well, that lightweight 50 kilos.
1: Claire Lindop with yours truly, Quentin Hull. We will get uh, Claire's tip before the next edition of ABC News. But let's, let's go to, to Willie Mullins. Two horses and 30 years since vintage crop. There's a bit of symmetry here. I've muddled my way around pronouncing this horse, but whether you go with the rounded R or the A, I think it's Vauban. That's the way they're going to call it. That's the way Matt's going to be calling it, Matt Hill, when he calls it for us on Tuesday, Vauban. Uh, and also... Uh, Coming here without a run in Australia, absurd. Willie Mullins has just landed in the country only a couple of days ago. Let's uh, hear him speaking in the mounting yard after the barrier draw last night.
3: I arrived in this morning. I went over to Werribee, saw the two of them do their final bit of work. Um, I'm very pleased the way both of them uh, worked. I'm very pleased uh, the condition of the track in Werribee. I thought it was fantastic given the weather you've had here. Uh, So well done to the track management out there. And... um, you know, both my horses seem good and sound, and they're well.
2: With ben, how long has this been the plan for to bring
3: him for the Melbourne Cup? Well, the day we bought him, we thought dual purpose. Uh, you know, we thought if he, if he improves, which he's done, uh, you know, a huge improvement in him. And um, it's always in the back of our mind, you know, go jumping and then come back uh, for uh, flat racing, and that's here we are. Yeah, I think you know he's he's as good as Max Dynamite and maybe better. We'll find out that on Tuesday. Uh, so he's you know it's it's our strongest chance ever. Probably will be my strongest chance ever. And um, you know we we wouldn't want to forget Absurd either. You know he did it very well with Frankie in in the E You know the, the Frankie gave him a terrific ride there. And he has quarantined very well. And I. I think he's in great shape. Looked at the rest of the field, who were the, the horses? I didn't, I never I never look at the field. Uh, I just make up my mind, we're good enough to run. And I mean, I'm hearing about last year's winner, he's a lot of weight, they say, but um, I really wouldn't know much about the others. I leave that to the jockeys to figure out themselves how they're going to handle the rest of the field. I'm bringing the horses here, they can bring their game and handle the, the opposition. You were cheering on Vintage Crop in 1993. What would it mean to take it back to Ireland? And then it, it'd be fantastic. I mean, we were here, uh, myself and the mine did a round-the-world trip doing the Melbourne Cup, Dubai, Melbourne, and the Breeders' Cup that time. And uh, it was fantastic. I think uh, I didn't have any tickets. I think we were about two furlongs down there. I'd say we were the only two people in the whole stand cheering. And we would every shilling we had on them uh, paid for the whole trip. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, you know, so... Uh, and, and then the guy who started the Melbourne Hunt, um, George Watson, came out here in what was it, 1840 something. And he only lives about, well, his family farm is only about seven or eight miles from us at home, you know, so it's, it'd be great to bring the, uh, the cup
1: back to Carlo. Uh, you, you got to love that accent and the story of what, 30 years ago as a younger man. Having every shilling on vintage crop, Claire. And, and now he's got two live chances in the Melbourne Cup. That's Willie Mullins, the trainer of Vauban and also Absurd. So Ryan Moore, the international jockey, has got Vauban and, and the more local knowledge of Zach Purton on Absurd.
0: Definitely like Vauban and it was great to hear him speaking it up.
1: Yeah. Um, so neither of these horses has had a run in Australia. We, we've, we've seen over the years the different tactics of whether you bring them out, get them out of quarantine and, and run in a race before you get to Flemington. What's what's your gut feeling there, Claire?
0: Oh, look, at, you know, I think... We- Again, history does tell us they can do it. Um, but, yeah, I, we Australians, we love seeing them race here, love to think that they're acclimatising and getting used to our way of running. We love to see that. But uh, all accounts from Vauban, the way he's been working um, in the media, he gallops super during the week, uh, really good times, et cetera. Uh, so that's probably one i would probably get a little more leaning to over absurd.
1: Okay. Uh, before we get your tips, there's obviously a number of other horses to chat about. Chris Waller. Uh, the leading trainer in the country. He's got four starters in the Melbourne Cup this year. Uh, Solcom, who started this campaign with a win at Caulfield and then ran the Turnbull, and um, a five-and-a-half-length seventh in the Caulfield Cup, Solcum. Uh, He's interesting.
0: mm. So I'll come and just quickly interrupt. Yeah. So they've actually, he misses the start. So they've actually taken the blinkers off. They've gone with a gear change here. And of course, they've got Joe Marrera booked to ride him as well, which is a little bit of the X factor. And um, because he's drawn well as well. If he gets away better than he did at Caulfield Cup. Um, I think he's going to be a definitely, you know, top sort of five or six chance. But he's a little bit of the X factor. If he does begin well with a bit of a gear change and, you know, Chris Waller is certainly a stout trainer, uh, he could improve certainly. Uh, Shiraz
1: is struggling. Magical Lagoon comes in off a of sixth in the Geelong Cup. The one that's interesting is More Felons, the import who's only really been seen by Australian eyes in the Geelong Cup where he finished fifth. Jamie's car's got the ride there. Uh, drawn the car park, though, 24 Interesting Interestingly
0: enough, it actually hasn't been that unlucky, Barrier 24. It's, it's <laughs> thrown up a few winners. So, um, yeah, I think the Geelong Cup form is, is, you know, not necessarily the best form line for this race, but it was a very close ran race. Obviously, you know, there's, he got ran fifth beaten only half a length, so it was a very close finish. And uh, Jamie, with a double yesterday on a belt, she's in form and can ride the 50.5 kilos uh, very well. So certainly, uh, you know, not without a chance.
1: And... Uh Obviously, Val Clare goes around for a fourth time. There's uh, the Caulfield Cup winner without a fight, Mark Zara, there for the Freedmans. But uh, we got to see Carla get into the field with a win in the Archer. Now, Chris Lees has got two. You wanted to just have a chat to our listeners about Carla and also Cleveland.
0: Yeah, so Carlipore. Obviously, um, we saw how well he relaxed, uh, even though he went to the front uh, yesterday in the Archer, and I think that they'll ride him a little bit more quiet. As that Lloyd takes the ride, and um, again, this is not a bad form line to to win on the Saturday and then go into the Melbourne Cup, and I think he's certainly um, you know a chance as well, and be so good to see that. Um, was- get up and and show his stuff. Cleveland, um, I think if you look back too, there's a couple of horses in the race that have the Bart Cummings training theory that they've got the 10,000 kilometres in their legs Uh, and he's certainly one of them that ticks the the, the, the box for that and uh, again, um, drawn a little bit awkwardly but the lightweight, I think they'll make a little bit of use of that and um, that might help put a little bit of speed onto the race.
1: And uh, what about Gay and Adrian? They've just got the two. There's always sentimental support behind Gay Waterhouse. Rachel King on Military Mission. Guy McNeil and Serpent Time. You thought that military mission might be a lightweight chance?
0: Yeah, Military Mission is, is one I'd really like as well. Uh, drawn beautifully from Barrier 5, Rachel King will be walking on air after winning a Group 1 on yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think horses pick up that sort of um, emotion when right jockeys are in form and riding well and enjoying their riding. I think she'll have him handy there from the barrier. Uh, Gay's horses are always uh, hard fit and, and certainly a chance. I mean, you know, I'm going through the 24 horses and trying to find just a couple to pick out for the listeners. But um, you just uh, touch on Without a Fight as well. And just you know, interesting to note, um, if people haven't, weren't aware that Mark Zara chose to ride without a fight, his Caulfield Cup winner, and he could have stuck with gold trip. Of course, he won on him last year. So that's a bit of an inkling that Mark Zara thinks without a fight is perhaps going the best for the two miles for the Melbourne Cup mm. or perhaps it was the weight factor. But, of course, James McDonald takes the ride on gold trip and um, yeah, he's certainly um, you know one of Australia's best jockeys as well. So I don't think the owners would be unhappy having James McDonald on their horse.
1: Claire, it's been great to share yesterday with you at, on Derby Day and uh, the, the Cup preview. We've got a minute before the news. Your numbers, please, for the 2023 Melbourne I'm Cup. I'm sticking
0: with number one gold trip. I really would love to see this horse go back to back. I think um, it would be great to have, you know, Mar and Dave Eustace have a superstar like that and uh, he could be the type of horse that continues to race on. Um, you know, he's a seven-year-old. I've got Vauban just in front of without a fight for, you know, second and third. I'm including number 21, Future History, for my top four. And I guess the X Factor for me probably is that Solcom.
1: Yeah. So uh, Claire Lindop's numbers. Gold trip to join the elite and go back to back. One, five, Vauban, three without a fight, and Holly Doyle, the English rider. For Ma and Eustace, future history perhaps to fill out the uh, the multiples. Great to have a chat to you, Claire. Claire Lindop, uh, who was my co-host at Flemington yesterday, it was great to have her company on Derby Day. I hope she's helped sort things out for you if you're having a flutter on Tuesday. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives
2: on the ABC Listen app.